Oh man, dude, how are we gonna start this? First of all, like, it's it's been forever. It's been too long. Let's see. We're going. Our last one was with Jamie George back in November. But you guys just now heard it this past week. Right. So we took a little bit of a of a hiatus. Uh, holidays came around. Um, honestly, it's it's part. It's all my fault, really. I, <laughs> I kept telling Jack, "Do you need some help? Do you need some help? Do you need some help?" He's it's like, a, "No, no, I got, I got, I got it." It's a life lesson in delegation. That's for <laughs> sure. Which is is our first big announcement. First of all, welcome to the No Mulligans podcast. For like, this is a this is an awesome new step in in the podcast journey. I've been on uh, on on the podcast since episode seventy two or seventy three. And I think now we're in the in the one nineties, if not over. No, we're over two hundred. We're over two hundred. We're over two hundred. So, so I've been on for for a while, while now, and <laughs> this is awesome because You're I'm fi- we're, we're finally seeing some some really good progress in the podcast. We've brought on some amazing guests last season, and yep. uh, behind the board tonight is Tate Hughesman. Hey, who, should we like poke his hand up? Or I know. His head up should in Tate like? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one of my good friends from from high school, and and we've stayed in touch um, throughout throughout life since then. And uh, man, this guy's this guy's a master when it comes to audio and video stuff. He's uh, studying to be a doctor, studying to be a, hopefully an orthopedic surgeon. So uh, really really excited to have him on temporarily, maybe permanently. We'll we'll see how this goes. But just de- a lesson in delegation. And uh, Erica Firehelm has uh, created a a new podcast art for us which is if you're listening awesome. to this it's it's literally yeah. on there you're looking at it right now uh we've got youtube rolling consistently we've got uh we've got clips going out on social media right so and, and then we there's some, somebody behind the scenes doing that for us yeah kind of finding the good yeah hot spots, finding so. the good stuff so i mean it finally feels like we're, we've uh we've like created a team around us to really put this thing in yeah. full gear for this season. So I'm excited for this swing season. Well, yeah. you know, uh, the idea of the lesson and delegation thing, like, um, I've added, you know, last summer, you know, I had, um, Erica and, uh, Chris, um, on board helping me with my junior program in the summer. Yeah. Um, and then towards the middle of summer there, we added, um, we added Elijah yeah. Tackett. Yeah. Um, so Elijah's on board, uh, beginning the PGA program, um, stepping out of playing professionally. He's really uh, good at crushing, too, on the teaching side. He really is. And so he's our dedicated course specialist. Nobody else in anywhere near us has somebody that's dedicated to that space. So that's that's huge. So well, I've and got that's a the team. whole point of this podcast too, right? right? Is because like so many podcasts that you listen to about golf are either probably on like technicalities right. of the swing, or you've got people who just talk about just, pop culture in golf, which right, which we do occasionally as well. Yeah. But the m- main point of this podcast and, and the the old part of the podcast, uh, the old podcast name, the Champions Playbook, is all about just like going out and crushing it on core strategy. And so I think that's one one place where uh, – this is one place where core yeah. strategy has really shined is no, here at Franklin Bridge. No, I, I agree. And uh, this winter we had 52 people through cracking the code, uh, 22 juniors and – or sorry, 18 juniors and 34 adults. Wow. And so that was huge. We had 25 last year, and only about half of those were really dedicated. This year it's been fantastic. It's our winter program. Um, so we're already taking, uh, 
not necessarily signups for next year, but people are interested. So, yeah. I mean, just a big expansion. Um, pretty soon here on the podcast, you'll hear us announce an additional staff member we're going to have uh, come on board here. Huge um, news, too. Really excited Huge about news. that. Can't tell you about that yet. Um, and then uh, I think it's okay and safe. Well, no, um, we're gonna we're gonna hold back on on the summer. On the summer. Yeah. Yeah. So we we really have two massive additions to staff personnel um, this year, and so this this whole team. My wife Rebecca has been behind the scenes, uh, really um, doing all of my just back of the house work, emails, catching up with emails, programming, getting the website up to date, do the website, the new website for Franklin Bridge Performance Institute. Oh, it's so good. It's right <laughs> there on the – so all of – like everything is coming together in yeah. the vision that I've had for this place and yeah. that Brooks has had for this place. And um, I, there's no better time for us to rebrand the podcast mm-hmm. than now. I know. And I guess that's another reason – like, yes – it was my fault that we, you know, uh, that we fell behind on the podcast. But at the same time, too, there's been a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff behind the scenes that's been happening to oh, prepare shoot. for this yeah. for this golf season. So, I mean, we're really excited to bring it to you. We're excited for the Champions Playbook to come back. We've got some uh, some awesome guests lined up too for the first part of the year, and just yep. we're excited to hit the ground running. So, for this podcast, we just kind of wanted to. Uh, to let you guys know what's going on, we're going to kind of uh, talk about the world of golf in the last couple months and uh, and just really give a good, solid episode back yeah. to the Champions Playbook before we hit the ground running. Yeah, it's funny. I was just looking at you as you're talking, and I just start smiling. Like, this this is exciting. We're back. we're back, baby. We're back. This was, <laughs> this was always a lot of fun for me to do these. And not only that, just kind of thinking of how everything's coming together. I'm watching Tate down here working on our audio. There's, I've wanted a team behind me for so long. It's been me yeah, for so long yeah. um, in a lot of different ways. The role was different in Birmingham when I was with Hank, but you know, Hank was ending his career while I was really beginning mine. And so there's a lot of work on, on my back to do that and happy to do that. Um, but we, we have a team and we're growing and we're young and we're, it's just, it's, it's something special and it's a blessing and um, thankful to everybody who's, who's helped and supported and listened to the podcast. I mean, top 25% of all podcasts in the world is, yeah. uh, well, and that's also a thanks to you guys who are listening to the podcast and the majority of y'all who are, who are here around the Franklin bridge culture. But Mm -hmm. for those of you who aren't as well, like we really appreciate you guys listening and tuning back in. And and the one thing I was going to say, Scott is, uh, I feel like I'm I'm fairly in tune to golf culture when it comes to like pop culture. I mean, you have yeah. the the barstool foreplay guys. Yep. You have you have good good. You have Rick Shields. You have uh, a bunch of guys who are out there, and I feel like we we really hit a niche that all those guys like don't don't do, especially when it comes yeah. to podcasting and culture and like talking about the game. And so I'm excited to start this journey of building this team around us to to hopefully produce a product that is that is entertaining and is a product that you guys can can watch and be entertained by even outside of the property here i think that's going to be super exciting to see how it develops throughout this well you know it's um as you say that you said niche um i remember when i first started writing this content i did it as a class right remember so i wrote the champions playbook uh which is all core strategy with a little bit of mindset uh towards the end um because Strategy is usually far worse than the actual mindset piece. Yeah. Um, so that was the focus of it. And we're 
giving a presentation or Hank's giving a presentation with a mindset guy down in Birmingham and we're sitting there and there's 70 people in the room and Hank says, uh, Scott doesn't know this yet, but that one day that's going to be a book. It's kind of neat for him to say that. Like, okay, I guess I'm going to write this as a book. <laughs> I haven't wrote a book before. In fact, I hate English. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I avoided all the English classes I could. So, uh, but I found that I really enjoy reading or writing and I enjoy journaling and it's just a way for me to process my thoughts mm. and um, turned out to be a great thing. And Hank said, this is going to be your niche. Mm-hmm. Like you can carve that out. And sure enough, here we are. And now I've got a second book and um, I have a college program who last fall barely got introduced to BP and OP and POA and the whole team wasn't really doing it. Their team finish average position was around it was north of 10 you're talking about 11, the team 12. that's, that's red and black the, yeah i can't say more but they're yeah they're coming down again this weekend there's and, a lot of uh, red and black teams out there there are a lot of red and black teams. but you know the one i'm thinking of and so they um their first two tournaments this season religiously focused on bp and op and poa from golf decoded is um and they're using our practice notebooks so they got that going too uh, but they religiously have stuck to those two things. Their scores have been, uh, they finished second and third in their last two tournaments. That's a massive shift from outside a 10th to in the top three. Yeah. And in the, third, in the third place finish, which is their second tournament, they were tied for first with six holes to play. It was Goodness. super tied at the top. So I'm excited to see how that program develops. I've got a couple other college coaches that are excited about the content. So You know what I've noticed um, about that team, though? So exciting. What I noticed about that team is I, I came in here for a short bit when, when they were all in here learning, and uh, it seems like the majority, if not all of them, were pretty much bought in to the process. Right, right. And I feel like that's something that, that we've talked about over the entirety of the Champions Playbook is that surrender and that buy-in to a point where you just, like, just trust the process. Yeah. And it seems like when you do that, the results are coming. Yeah, and that's the that's the interesting thing. Um, shout out to some people in Malaysia at uh, Masters, oh, yeah. Masters Golf Performance um, in Malaysia with Sue I Lim. Uh, she's got several of her uh, students, one of her professional players and one of her amateur-level guys, and she's working on some of her girls, too, that are in college, really doing the stuff from uh, Golf Decoded. And yeah. One of the guys was following it, and then we popped on a phone call, talked through it, kind of explained to him where he's missing shots and how to look at the data and how to make more sense of it. And uh, shot his personal best around, shoots three under a few days later. Because I, I told him, I said, looking at this data, man, you should, like, you could shoot under par on the regular. Yeah. And yeah. just boom, like the next day, the next two days, beautiful rounds shifting. Um, and then one of our professional players, I was actually able to diagnose, like, hey, here's a pattern. He's underperforming. His data says he should be three or four under. He's only two under. He's missing it by two. I said, here's what I see in the relationship between OP and BPN or POA and BPN. And so then I got a um, message from him, shot six under. There we go. Made the shifts. I didn't see those same errors. They didn't line those two numbers up incorrectly. They got them matched correctly. So, like, you can't miss the BPN and have poor POA. Sure. Right. So some of you are like, what do all these things mean? Well, you don't have to get golf decoded, look at it, come see us. We're going to run some classes on it this year. Go see Elijah. He'll talk you through it. He knows the content. Um, so, but just at night, this is so exciting. Yeah. Like we're growing. Our junior program is expanding. Our ladies, we, ladies clinics for the first time are full. I've got hit at far clinics coming up. It's just this 
it's what I've dreamed of happening, and here it is. You know what's you know? cool, too, is um, I'm thinking about, like, a lot of the people, and, and I do want to reflect. Like, I think what I really want to do for this episode is reflect on the time that we were the champions playbook mm. and just see how far we've gone. Yeah. But one one thing that I do want to mention is um, when I first started working with you just as a player, too, just looking at my progression the entire the entire time has been just so awesome and i think the really like the biggest breakthrough and if this is also a, a subtle plug as well but when when strixon came into our lives i remember when you were uh you were sponsored by another club manufacturer beforehand yep. And then Strixon came on. You were like, yeah, I'm going to go with this, this company called Strixon. And I was like, I'd never heard of them before. <laughs> and really, they weren't, they, weren't on, they weren't on the scene too much before No, they were starting that. to make a little bit of noise on the tour. Yeah. And, so and like, they've always been good wedges. So right. they've had that with right. Cleveland. Right. But seeing them come on and then uh, me getting my Strixon clubs and, and really like taking that jump to the next level, I just, I think there's just a, there's a lot of parallels in, no, the, number one, the podcast that we've done how I've grown as a player from uh, I think even like you being here in Tennessee going from here. I just, it seems yeah. like the podcast is a great benchmark for us to see our progress the last like two and a half years. Yeah. It's funny if you watch how it's grown and you've watched how all the programming has grown and how your game has grown and how I've grown as a teacher, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day or today, actually this morning I said, you know, honestly, I don't know that the, content of my teaching has really changed much i think how i've taught and my committal to certain things has gone way up so 100%. i'm all in on the champions playbook and the golf decoded yeah. the content is so good you know last year just kind of soft floated it and i'm putting all of my energy into it i mean we sent copies out to college coaches for free just this stuff is that good i'm gonna give it to you now yeah. what you do with yeah. it mm, doesn't matter i have a team that was using it at one point they're not using it anymore in their last term they shot like 81 84 whatever and they were shooting in the low 70s and they almost won two tournaments they set a school record it's like well, what what are you doing yeah you know like this i'm that sold out to this stuff now and i'm more committed to it and um it's just it's neat to see me in a new spot and to see us in a new Excuse spot me. and um no mulligans no mulligans baby yeah i remember um i remember when when i first met you and you were like uh you know i, I said you know I, i've produced podcasts before for for a few people around town and you're like that's funny i've got one and then you're like how about this how about this i'll i'll give you this lesson if you if you come on and you produce this this podcast for me we'll see how it goes and I remember we did it on the back porch of Franklin Bridge, which uh, that's a, 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 a very well-said phrase. Yeah, a very yeah. well-said phrase over the past Welcome to the back porch. Oh, the Champions Playbook. And it's just funny, like, hearing that and you being like, yeah, we've got, like, 3,000 listens. You're like, we got 3,000 plays on the podcast. And I was like, oh, that's that's, fine. that's a lot. I was like, that's a lot. I was like, that's a lot. Like, that sounds like a lot. And after all of the podcasts that we've done on the back porch of Franklin Bridge, all of the uh the cornhole that's happened out there all of the the people who have sat I around remember doing that remember when i did the beers. cornhole yeah, yeah. Uh, doing episode? The cornhole episode exactly yeah. then we moved inside we had a, a couple really big summer events for your for your book the 100th episode and then 200 episode and then we had four guests on and uh and now before you know it we've got a little over i think it's like 30 32 35 000 plays at this Ooh. point and so yeah that's exciting it's a it's a big thanks Gosh, it's, it's a big thanks to you for for being able to, to put this on but 
uh, I think it's been a journey together as well to to go through this whole thing. So I want to I want to start here. I want to. Uh, can you think of either a favorite moment or a favorite guest that we've had on the podcast over the last two and a half years that we've had together? Um, the first. I'm just gonna go first thing off the top of my sure, head right? sure. instead of thinking yeah. deep. I'll think deep about my favorite one, but I think the most standout one, like moment, is our last one that we did on the back patio and we advertised. Yeah. We had 120 people. Yeah. It was on the a back lot. patio. You know, I'm going, is this patio going to collapse? I don't think it is. It's made out of concrete. We're good. But yeah, yeah. like, that's, that was a, hey, look where we're at. And it was announcing this building that we're in. Yeah. Yeah. The building didn't even exist. Right. The driving range, right. uh, there's so many things that happened to the course, too, in the two and a half years <laughs> that we've been here. I know. It's, uh, you know, it's really easy for people, and um, I've kind of had some of this the last few weeks of, gosh, it's just overwhelming. There's so much, and there's still all this work to do, and there's so much work to do. I feel like I'm behind, and I'm going, but think back to where where it once was. I know, I know. It's, I was it's fighting, hard to reflect. It's hard to reflect right. when you're going so far, right. so far, so fast. When it's hard, you know, I think that's something for us to remember, too, as players and as people is, it's so easy to look at things and go, well, I'm just not where I want to be yet. It's like, do you see how far you've come? Yeah. We may not be in LA yet, but shoot, we're more than two thirds of the way there. Right. I was about to say, we're flying over Kansas right now. Right. <laughs> right. And we're moving fast. You know, yeah. we're not, we're not stuck in traffic. We're not in a traffic jam. We're, Cruising at thirty thousand feet in blue skies. I know. Yeah, it's, uh, um, it's a fun, it's a fun time, fun place to be. So that's my, that's my standout moment. Um, favorite guest is interesting. I mean, um, there's just so many good ones. I I think, um, gosh, I mean, Jamie George is the most recent one, mm -hmm. but um, I still think one of my favorites from an energy and excitement standpoint, which is kind of how I view my teaching is the professor we had on. Yeah. Um, Michael Starbird. Yeah. The math guy. Yeah. Yep. So, and we were talking about, uh, we were talking about the books and talking about OPN, OP, BPN and POA and just how that all related. And it was, it was super cool because I remember you texted me. I was actually playing at, uh, at old Natchez. I was walking on at old Natchez. You, you called me. I was about to tee off. It was ironic that I was playing golf. And That's and funny. you you called me and you got you go, dude, I've got it. And I'm like, what do you mean? And you're like, P value, it's good. <laughs> and I was like, no way. I was like, let's see how it goes. We tracked it for a little bit. Uh, I remember I bet on Morikawa, I think, to win the memorial that was that yeah. year and, and won some money when we were betting. <laughs> that was that was the tournament where you started to really see the not only the predictable capabilities, but how accurate it actually right, is. You're right. going you know, there's no way he's going to get to 1,500. He's only at 400 through two rounds, yeah. and everybody else is at 10, 11. Mm -hmm. And there's no way Finau's only going to shoot 10 under or 11 under in that tournament. He's already at 10 under. Well, and, and that's before everybody going, knew Finau as like a choker, too. I know. And you're going, everybody's saying, he's the next, he's the, nope, 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 nope. Um, and so it's just, <clears throat> dude, I. Which, by the way, good for Tony Finau. Have? Like, Golf yeah. Decoded is so amazing. I had a guy, um, I was posting some of the data recently on social, and a guy messaged me. I don't even know who he is. He lives in Denmark or something. So if he's listening to the podcast, I may have the 
the country wrong, but he's not on this side of the pond. And <laughs> he said, uh, I have to look it up, but in the Instagram thread, he's like, dude, the champion's playbook is my Bible, bro. <laughs> you know, Just this idea. And Elijah's That's used so that sick. same analogy when yeah. he's taught this winter. People are going, what about this and this? And said, Elijah's like, chapter one, you know, page seven. <laughs> just the content is so good. And it's not me bragging on myself. Like, I'm even floored at how good it is. It's Hank telling me that it's going to be a book. Yeah. You know, it's, um, I didn't realize what I had. And it's nice to, you know, really embrace my gift. And Brooks has challenged me to embrace my gift this year. And I'm already seeing dividends that pay dividends this year. And my energy and enthusiasm is higher, which turns out to be better lessons. And it's just, we have, we're sitting on a gold mine with this stuff. And you've helped me collect the data. Taylor's helped me collect the data. Just a whole team of people. Like, that's been fun. You know what? Uh, that just had me come to mind. I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain for some of our earlier guests, just because they were. It seems like so long ago. Taylor was fun. I was about to say that was that <laughs> yeah. that episode that we had with Taylor was really good, and we were that was uh, I think that was right before the bear, and he was out setting the pins. Oh, that's for the, right for I the tournament. About that. He's yeah. out setting the pins for the tournament. And we were talking about uh, we were talking about course architecture and uh superintendent like pen placement and like everything like that that was that was awesome that was a great episode that's fun and taylor always brings the energy and then we had uh we had a few episodes in the pro shop when we did did the the, the this this or or that that. i was just thinking the same thing yeah we did the this or that we had a few in there we had a few in there those were those are some really good ones i wouldn't mind bringing something like sneaking that back in once in a while yeah it's almost a would you rather well, kind and, of, and kind for of those thing. of you who who didn't listen or who don't know what we're talking about, the, the the this or that game was kind of like, you either choose this or you choose that, and it was like links courses or or not, or um, I mean shoot two iron or or two hybrid or something like right. that, right? And you get to, you choose this or that, but that was so much fun. We had a lot of fun with that. That was one. that was back in our uh, Gary V days. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, we would use Gary V references all the time. Oh my goodness! So yeah. I still love a lot of Gary V's content. Um, I don't oh. really follow him much anymore. Um, kind of moved to different spaces. Sure, and sure, sure. It kind of reminds me of somebody asked. Um, Hank used to always ask students. You say, "Who's your favorite golfer?" And they'd say Jordan Spieth or I don't know or whatever. He said, "You are. You're your favorite golfer. Ah, and you should be." Yeah. And it's this idea of embracing your gift, embracing your game. You were there today with some of the elites. And my theme is, even though all three of you have pretty dang good games and you're working to make them better, each of you has to be you. What's unique about your game? What's going to make your game unique and stand out? Do you need to work on all the facets? Absolutely. But there's a unique way of which you do that. Like, do you want to talk about that for a little bit? The, yeah. uh, the those three or four people, <clears throat> I got the opportunity to um, to play with one of them beforehand in a in a practice. I'm but I, I want to talk about that for a little bit, and we're taking a break a little bit from uh, from talking about the old days of the Champions Playbook. But I think this is good good content too. Talking about embracing your own game, and you always yeah. you say like you know swing your swing. Uh, and, yeah. and build your own unique swing too. I'm curious what you see out of uh, about out of those elites, and and maybe even including me in there too. Because one thing that I saw is I'm I'm not as talented as those guys, but mentally, I feel like what I've learned from you over this whole time is that the mental game is 
just as important, if not more important, than your physical game too. So I'm I'm curious on your thoughts on on those gentlemen, and uh, and what do you think is unique about all of them? So I'm gonna. This is hopefully gonna be a really good soundbite. I've been thinking about this for a week or so. So I'm gonna answer that question. I'm gonna answer it a different way. Is um, what does everybody want control over, right? They want to control over the ball. Well, you can't control the ball if you can't control the club. You can't control the club unless you can control your body. You can't control your body unless you control your head, your head, your mind. Oh, that's so interesting. Right? So it actually starts there and works down. So one of the ways that you're able to catch up and make progress is because you're in control of the mind. And when you ask questions, you ask questions for clarity of how to maneuver your body. You're not actually totally focused on the ball. Now, we all get stuck on controlling the ball, but that's where things get stuck. So <clears throat> when you're dealing with junior golfers, most golfers, but especially juniors in developing them, they're hyper worried about their appearance and what things look like. And where did that ball go? Oh, my gosh. I'm like, you know, they're th- you see some of them mm. throwing a fit or getting upset. Yeah. It's because they feel embarrassed by what they look like. I don't care what yeah, you yeah, look yeah, like. Yeah. And now you actually look even dumber, right? You look yeah. worse. Especially when you're in, like, a safe space, too. Right. Hey, you're, like, it's totally fine for you to screw up. And um, nobody cares. Yeah. In fact, we just want you to shut up and keep going. That's one of the places where I actually thought I had the edge on them. And I think that's also just... A part of being older too. I mean, definitely. Yeah, part, a part of that's of being just older, getting older. You know? They're in a spot in life where, like, they do care about what everything is going on around them. But, like, throughout that entire thing, I was, I was more upset about like what I was doing myself. I didn't care about one of whatever they were right, doing. Right. Right. And and that's, that's I even where, told one of them. I was like, "Come on, dude! Like, let's go get it together." Yeah. And we both got on on one of the boys at the same time, and that's when he shut that really negative mindset and it was outward. If you're going to pump that negative language, body language, whatever out into the world, get out of here. Now we weren't that firm with him, but it was just, Hey, I just want you to be quiet. Just don't talk. Just, just do. And he actually started playing better. Right. So we both had to get on him and getting on him like, Hey man, you're fine. Just keep going. It's just a putt. It's literally just a ball that you just missed. Who cares? Yeah, right? You know, yeah. like, you're not going to be five years from now, you're not going to even remember that putting contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's a lot of what we do is training the mind. And the next person we're going to bring in to run our junior academy and program, so parents, hopefully you're still listening to this for the parents that are into this, um, but is uh, this person spending a lot of time studying mindfulness and Love learning that. how to train your mind and be in control of the thoughts that go through your head. And yeah. uh, this person struggled to do that some in their own game, which I think is actually what makes people the best teachers sometimes. Is it, is it the person who I think it is? Yeah, you know who's coming in and take on the junior program. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so, um, so that's exactly they're going to they're gonna be a fantastic asset uh, <laughs> in that regard. I can't wait to see them just be like, zen because it's almost the opposite of who i know him as right right (laughs) right and you're gonna see that and the growth in their own game has been really good and um i'm really excited to use their talents um combined with elijah and mine and this other person that we're bringing in for fitting Mm. i mean we have the whole we're about to have the whole team yeah and um it's that we're not flying at 30,000 feet at, you know, 
however many hundred miles an hour. We're going at a at a hot clip. We're going Mach five. Which is also uh, one thing that I wanted to to bring up tonight is because for those of you who are who are loyal listeners out there, I think it would be so fun to create some kind of Patreon for the people who are who are really diehard Champions Playbook or now No Mulligans listeners. <laughs> because, See, it's like, hard for you to say yeah, No yeah. Mulligans. But like but the, the past people who are now current people as well or, or the people who just want more content as well, I think it'd be so cool to see what you guys want in some content and then we can go out and, and shoot it and, and release it early or a month early or whatever it would be for the people who actually want to listen or, or want yeah. to watch some of that stuff. Well, one of the things we've got coming, um, I'm about to, shoot, I forgot about Ken. Ken behind the scenes is building an app for us for yeah. BP and OP and POA. Yeah, that's Imagine great. if you're a college coach, you get a ping immediately when you know that three players have missed BP and an OP three holes in a row. You know exactly where that's at. Now, they may have hit it really close, so we're good. But, like, yeah. Ken's been back of the house building that out for us. All of the tech in here, he got up and running for me. Just good friends. Um, he happens to sometimes show up when I need help the most. I'm watching Nora Grace while I'm teaching, and in walks Ken. I'm going, perfect timing. Perfect timing. Thanks, Ken. Can you play with my daughter for a second? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, it's just we have a team, man. And yeah. um, these juniors and these pre-elites and the parents and – um, they're just so involved. Mm-hmm. I'm not here without them. A lot of that too is is thanks to the culture that's been built here yeah. at Franklin Bridge too. Yeah. So I mean, like, I guess we can we can finish off this part of the podcast or or just this podcast period. I think we'll record one more tonight. Um, just talking about how how much this place has grown over the past two years. You've heard us talk about you know the evolution of the Champions Playbook. Brooks has done a fantastic job with the culture here and putting on all the events that have brought everybody here and kept everybody here. We've got the course renovations that have been happening over the past couple of years. It just seems like this whole piece of property has been growing at an amazing pace to a point where right. we're putting out products for people to want to be here and to stay here. Mm. And we're the only we're the only real course in Franklin, Tennessee, in I think probably within 15 miles. Yeah. that is doing the things that we're doing. And in some ways, you could argue that we're the only course in Tennessee who's doing the things that we're doing. Well, you know, to talk about mindset um, and to tie that in, I remember hearing from some of the staff when I first got here um, that the prior staff, when Brooks bought the place, they had the mindset, you know, this place was known as the home of the six-hour round. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're not going to play longer than four hours and 18 minutes. If you want to go play three yeah. hours somewhere, go somewhere else. We're just too busy to deliver that. Or right. come play right, on a rainy right. day, you know? Um, the other thing about this course, too, is that um, my family lives here on the course. They bought, they bought their house probably 15 years ago at this point. Before Brooks had the course, you could hit the fairway, hit it right down the middle, and not know if you were hitting off of a rock, mud, hard dirt, patchy grass and maybe maybe decent grass <laughs> and now we've got like overseeded fairways and it is just freaking gorgeous out here yeah and um but the one of the mindsets that was in there was well they have nowhere else to go why should we care fair enough now yeah. we're busy and we're full well and to their point touche like where else are you gonna go yeah but it's just what a crappy mindset what a terrible yeah. way to treat people yeah. you know and that's just not who we are and um 
uh, I was watching. So Poana is invasive in this area generally right now amongst a bunch of golf courses, and it's becoming. Describe uh, what that is for the so people. So Poana is uh, an invasive grass when you don't want it. So there's some coastal golf courses that tend to have all Poana greens, which is fine. But when you have it invasive, it's like these little, it's like little bushes that are just the little sprouts. Up in the yeah, you see that on what uh, on like a ten. So ten has it a little bit. The practice green has it, and their whole team was out here pulling it by hand with knives underneath to kind of get the turf loose to be able to pull it and to get it all the way by the roots while they're spraying it. But it's become very resistant to the chemicals that are out there right now in the market, and so, you know dedicated staff to go out and do that i mean that's it's no easy stuff on top of all the other things we got new bunkers being added in yeah we just added new hole signs which are great they look with, awesome with a nice pebble work stone work around it with real trash cans instead of the, like that green basket that you used to see from <laughs> uh american gladiators from way back in the day yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they came trying to dunk the balls in there they're always leaning sideways and that like gray cart sign with the three faded, the four faded circles for your tee boxes, it just says hole one, and it's like boring. Welcome to Franklin Bridge. This is a crappy hole. Like that's kind of what you, that's the vibe that you get when you go to the first tee. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, we just um, it's grown a lot, and Brooks cares deeply about the people. Um, you're about to see some changes on the inside of the clubhouse um, that are really great. You've seen people in their painting recently. Uh, I'm gonna tell our whole story, which is gonna be super cool. So. Um, it gosh, what a special place to be! And what a great time to be here too. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. If you're, you know, get to grace these properties, you know, are we perfect? By no means. You know, we're always trying to grow, and we're aware of the places that we're weak. And um, that's the other th- good thing about Brooks too is he's not trying to pretend that we're not. That he's not trying to pretend that we're perfect. No, no, we're we're humans running a golf course. Humans, it's human to err, right? Considering that the majority of golf courses lose money every year, too. Mm-hmm. And it's also human to learn and grow. Right. We're, we're learning creatures yep. at, at the core. And um, welcome to no mulligans. You know, it's, um, well, we'll start the next one a little bit with one of the reasons why I think the no mulligans name is so fitting because it actually fits to how your game, one of the shifts we had to make for you. Yep. Once you broke 80 the first time and you just you kept playing a certain way. And I was yep. like, no, we got to shift it. Yeah. So. In some ways, I've had to redo my breaking eighty mentality right. because of that. And I, I had no mulligans when I when I broke eighty the first time, but but still, it's like it's a it's almost like a new learning curve. Yeah. But so. yeah, I, I remember texting you. I, well, in the podcast with this, I remember texting you, and I was like, "Dude, we need to like we should rebrand the podcast." Not that there's anything wrong with the Champions Playbook, yeah. but something that was more unique, DNA shift, new, more unique to here, unique to 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 you and me, mm-hmm. unique to this new culture that we've built, and and to kind of leave Birmingham and the and the growing pains behind, you know, and really start yeah. fresh and start new. And uh, we were like, we were playing with some names, and I was like, "What about no mulligans?" I looked it up. And I was telling one of my buddies here, uh, well, Tate, who's behind the mic, I was like, uh, I was telling Tate, I was like, we're gonna, we're calling it No Mulligans. And we looked, I looked it up. Nobody has called their podcast the No Mulligans Podcast. I know. I'm like, I'm like, that is gold. <laughs> that is ours. Yeah, we're we doing own that. that. We're doing that. No, it's so cool. And, you know, one of the things I think's neat in the new logo that you see at the start and hopefully we'll, Tate can add it in like right here, you know, and at the end, uh, but is. Note this timestamp right here. Yeah. Is. <laughs> 
on the logo, you'll actually see on the flag, it says 1R. I wanted to hold on to the there's one rule, shoot a lower score, right? I wanted to hold on to that piece. Yeah. And so that it wasn't a, it's a total rebrand, but it's still a, just a little reminder back to our beginnings and that that's still at the core. There's one rule, shoot a lower score, no mulligans, takes us to the next tier. I love it. So I think it's kind of neat. Well, we'll sign off in here from inside the studio at Franklin Bridge. It's Scott and Jack on the No Mulligans podcast. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. There's no rules. Shoot a lower score. There's one rule.